Welcome to this week's Crowd Church service. We are a digital church on a quest to discover how Jesus helps us live a more meaningful life. We are a community, a space to explore the Christian faith and a place where you can contribute and grow. Our service uh, will last about an hour and in a few seconds you'll meet our hosts uh, for our service who will introduce today's talk. After the talk, we will have a time of worship and reflection, after which we head into Conversation Street, where we look at your stories and questions that you've posted in the comments. Now, we want to invite you to connect with us here at CrowdChurch, and we've got a few ways in which you can do just that. Firstly, you can engage with Crowd from any device during our live stream, and if you're up for it, why not invite a few friends over and experience the service together? You see, church is all about connecting with God and connecting with others. And one of the easiest ways for you to do that is join one of our midweek groups where we meet online together to catch up and discover more about the amazingness of Christ. You can also subscribe to our fairly new podcast called What's the Story, uh, where we deep dive into stories of faith and courage from everyday people. More information about all of these things can be found on our website at www.crowd.church or you can reach out to us on social media at Crowd Church. If you are new to Crowd or new to the Christian faith and would like to know what your next steps to take are, well, why not head over to our website, crowd.church forward slash next for more details. And now, the moment you've been waiting for is here. Our online church service starts right now. Hello there. Hi guys. Nice to see everyone this evening. We made it, didn't we? Just, Just... about. Only by the skin of our teeth, eh, guys? <laughs> it's like, honestly, 10 minutes ago, we were stuck outside a security gate, weren't we? Yeah, well, I was stuck oh, inside. I couldn't get out. You couldn't get in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, new we gates. We literally had a secure new gates on the sort of the complex where the studio is. Yeah. Um, have just been fitted this week, and yeah, we had a bit of a security malfunction with a gate. The code wasn't working. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I can't get in, and Dan can't get out. <laughs> so he thought he was sleeping in the car park. Yes. And I thought I wasn't going to be here to broadcast. And um, apparently, we're now being monitored because there's big. <laughs> sounder came out over the whole area yeah slightly yes. scary Warning, made yes. us feel a bit like criminals so <laughs> let's hope we didn't get busted halfway through this but we're here yeah we made it guys so this is no small feat it feels mm. like we may not be as well prepped as normal but we're here hooray and it's a new series yeah new so series today it's it exciting. is yeah so we're, we're starting a brand new series called becoming whole yes so um yeah we're super looking, excited to crack yeah, into it, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, looking forward to this. So Matt's going to um, kick off the series, give us, give us a bit of an overview and talk about righteousness. So I'm, yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to this. Yeah, and I feel like everyone's kind of excited to have finally finished the Never Ending yeah. Act series as well. <laughs> yes. so. it, it was a brilliant series, but it was very, very in-depth, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was um, long. Yeah. Like, who, who knew Acts, the book of Acts, was so long? So no, no, we did enjoy it, but we're, mm. we're, we're keen to get into some new content now. Yeah. Which is going to be good. Mm. So, and we've got, did you say we've got Matt speaking today? Yes, got Matt speaking today. Cool. So, shall we 
without further ado. Yeah, let's crack on and yeah. get stuck into it. And remember, well, the talk's on, please just send any questions you've got in. Yeah. Um, and then we'll endeavour to answer them afterwards. Yeah. We'll endeavour to, yeah. 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 Brill. Here we go. Do you ever feel like something's missing in your life? Like you're not quite there, you're not quite whole maybe. Do you remember, uh, if you're of a certain age, you may well remember the famous movie Jerry Maguire. And in that film was a famous line, you complete me. It was a powerful Hollywood moment. Great scripting that makes you feel good. But what really completes us? Is it just a case of finding our Dorothy or finding our Jerry? Well, today we are kickstarting a brand new series, which I'm super excited about, and we have called it Becoming Whole, where we're going to find out the answer to what it means to be truly complete, truly fulfilled, and truly whole. Now, in this series, we're going to going to be unpacking this concept of wholeness from a biblical perspective. Uh, and obviously, uh, we're a church. <laughs> and hopefully, I think it's going to change a whole bunch of stuff for us. Oh, yes. And today, what my plan is, is to give you an overview of the series, the five key areas that we're going to be getting into, five key areas that I think the Bible talks about wholeness in, uh, as well as uh, kickstarting that by looking at how rethinking righteousness, our right standing with God, is the first step to wholeness. So grab your notebooks. Now, if you're watching and you're not um, a regular to crowd, maybe not a regular churchgoer, or perhaps you're still exploring what you believe and you might wonder how all this applies to you. Well, let me invite you to view this as an opportunity because, you know, everything in life is an opportunity, isn't it? But it's an opportunity to explore maybe a different perspective to the usual self-help and improvement messages that we hear. It's a chance to see how biblical principles can offer perhaps a new kind of fulfillment, one that maybe you haven't thought of before. You will, no doubt, enjoy it though. So do stick with us, especially if you're like me, if you've ever sort of found yourself asking if there's more to life than the daily grind. You know, <laughs> we wake up, we follow our routine, we meet our responsibilities, and then we do it again the next day, and then again the next day, and again the next day. It can feel a little bit like living in Groundhog Day, if you know what I mean. Now, surely there has to be more, something beyond the ticking clock, you know, the changing of the calendar pages and the relentless pursuit of the next thing on our to-do list. We are constantly busy. It's a badge of honor in a society uh, like ours, isn't it? I am busy. But is it getting us anywhere, new or meaningful? And we can feel deep down, if we really listen, a persistent whisper, a calling maybe to something more profound, more fulfilling. It's a call to biblical wholeness. Now, I'm not saying that routine and responsibilities are important because they absolutely are. But it is possible, I think, that we've become so accustomed to them that we've lost sight of what it means to to really live, you know, not to just exist, but to thrive. So in this series, we're going to explore that space beyond the everyday, about finding the meaning in the midst of the mundane. Now, 
obviously you can also have the appearance of being whole or fulfilled, can't you? But still feel like your life's lacking depth somehow, like something is not quite right deep inside your soul. And on the outside, things look great. Maybe you've got a good job, the, you know, the great salary, a nice home, a social circle. It ticks all the boxes of what society tells us fulfilled look like, a fulfilled life is supposed to look like, right? But in my experience, it's easy to get caught up in the trappings of these things, to chase after the so-called benchmarks uh, that we're given, believing that once we reach them, we feel complete somehow, feel somehow fulfilled. But I've known many people devote huge, huge chunks of their life to success or achievement, thinking they would find wholeness at the end of it, but they don't. So in this series, we're gonna dig beneath the surface and search for true, authentic, biblical wholeness in our lives. If you've ever felt this disconnect, if you've ever looked in the mirror and wondered, well, who's really looking back at you? Then I think you're gonna be in the right place. This series is about bridging that gap between the person you see in the mirror and the person maybe that God sees. So what does it really mean to be whole? That is the question. So let me press this button here. Let me take you back a few years to when this photograph was taken. Now, this is a photo of me, a slightly younger version of me. Uh, it's a work photo shoot that uh, we, we did. And in this photo shoot, we had posh cameras, we had nice lighting. Yet after about 20 attempts, not a single photo seemed good enough to me. Each one had a flaw in some way. I just was not happy. Maybe it was a stray hair or a crooked smile or just that feeling that something wasn't quite right. What I was seeing was not marrying up with the idea of what I thought it should look like. So I turned to Photoshop. Oh yes, I tucked in my belly a little bit. I lifted my chin, I adjusted my arms, smoothed out my skin, maybe whitened my eyes slightly as well. Uh, because I couldn't look at a photograph of me without wanting to change it. Or should I say, improve it? And it's not just me that goes through this though, is it really? We're all into our Instagram filters, striving to sort of portray this picture, this image, this version of ourselves that screams, we're okay, we're whole, we're good to the world. It's our modern day battle with an age old longing to be complete, to be whole. So why do we do this? Is it just for social validation? Or perhaps there's something more profound, which I think there is. And it all starts in the Garden of Eden. Uh, Eden? The Garden of Eden. Uh, you see there, humanity knew wholeness, a state I think we've been yearning to return to ever since it was lost. And the good news? I'm not convinced that yearning is in, actually in vain. James, the brother of Jesus, wrote this in his letter. He said, let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete or whole, lacking nothing. Wow, it's a great, great, great quote, isn't it? Now, biblical wholeness then is nothing missing, nothing broken, complete in every part, through and through, no part wanting or unsound. 
What a great definition. Let me read that again. Biblical wholeness is nothing missing, nothing broken, complete in every part, through and through, no part wanting or unsound. You see, as soon as I edited that photo, when I made my belly look thinner and my arms, you know, a bit more, uh, then it actually became broken. It wasn't complete. It wasn't authentic. I wasn't complete. I wasn't authentic. Those filters were an outward response to an inner brokenness. So like many of us, I fell into the trap of what psychologists call maladaptive perfectionism, which is a very posh term, isn't it? Uh, but it is a slippery slope. It's this sort of obsession with perfection, which is driven by a fear of failure or feelings of unworthiness and low self-esteem. It's a quest, I think, that often leads us further away from being whole, ironically, and causes things like depression and anxiety and even obsessive compulsive disorders. So in trying to fix ourselves, we often end up breaking more pieces. And the pursuit of wholeness becomes a cycle of self-criticism and comparison. But if the goal is to get back to Eden, to that state of completeness and wholeness God designed, then can we truly find it in ourselves? Can a self-help book or a therapy session, as helpful as they are, and maybe as needed as they are, can they really restore us to our original design? So true wholeness for me, true biblical wholeness, completeness, comes from a source beyond our own efforts. And it is simply a gift from God, a return to the state he intended for us before, well, before we went and messed things up royally, right? So if I go back to my photo here, wholeness isn't something that I can create. It's something that I receive. And now I realize that I've managed to not manipulate another image of me in that way again. Seeing this image though, some might say I've gone too far the other way. <laughs> yeah, now I just don't care and that's probably, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so what are we going to cover in this series on Becoming Hope? So let's look at that question. Now I remember a work trip that I took uh, years ago with a very wealthy client that we were working with. He was a man who had everything most of us would ever dream of. He had billions in the bank, not just millions, private jets, helicopters, properties in every corner of the globe. Whatever he wanted, he snapped his metaphorical fingers and it was his, right? And one time we were talking, got chatting away uh, as we do, well, as I did on these kind of trips that we went on. Uh, and we were talking about how he was onto yet another marriage, about his relationships with his kids and how they were strained to say the least. They actually didn't really want anything to do with him. Sure, he was as fit as a fiddle and wealthy beyond comparison, but spiritually, relationally, he was quite a poor man, and in many ways, I was wealthier than he was. And he wasn't the only one that I met that had this issue. For a season, I got to hang out with many super wealthy people, and very few of them were whole people. And that sent me on a path of exploration. I realized that wholeness 
isn't by its very definition isn't just about one aspect of our lives now I know it sounds a little crazy when I say it out aloud, but for a long time, I actually thought wholeness was just about me saying, sure, I'm a Christian, therefore I'm whole. Then I read verses like this, uh, where Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica. He says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's an interesting passage because it talks about being whole, spirit, soul, and body. And our soul covers our mental and emotional well-being. And body, well, that obviously covers our physical, fit, fit, <laughs> just covers our physical wholeness. Now, there are a few more areas that the Bible talks about too. Spirit, soul, body also talks about relationships, uh, being whole in our relationships and even in our economic health, which covers our work, our money and our giving. So these are the five areas that we're going to look at through this series. So let me bring this up here. Here we go. Here's a beautiful image of a tree. Now we're going to be looking at uh, area number one, which is spirit. We are going to be looking at soul. We are going to be looking at body and we're going to be looking at relationship. And then finally, we're going to be looking at economic wholeness and health. So they're the five areas that I think scripture taught. I mean, there are other areas I appreciate, but these are the five areas that we are going to get into over the coming weeks and months. What does spiritual health look like? What does soul health look like? What does body health look like? What does relational health look like? And what does economic health look like? You put all of those together and you start to create a picture of biblical wholeness, right? And that's what we're going to be looking at over the next eight, ten months. Oh yes, it's going to take us a little while. Let me tell you, it's not a quick fix. Just pointing that out. Now we're going to dive into each of these areas and the, the one that we're going to start with first is this one, which is spirit health. Uh, this is the most crucial. Think of spirit health as the trunk, trunk of the tree. Your spiritual health supports everything else. That's why it's the trunk. Now, the client of mine that I was talking about, despite his riches, despite his wealth, despite um, everything, he his, his tree trunk wasn't particularly sound. He was physically strong, yes. Financially sound, yes, absolutely but spiritually not great, and then relationally not great, and then there was a mental and emotional health that he was going, that he was dealing with at the time. So wholeness isn't about just one area. That's my point here. So as we sort of start our new series, we're gonna start by studying spirit health and then broaden out. Uh, and when we look at spirit health over the next few weeks, we're gonna look at things like prayer, Bible study, what it means to be led by the Spirit of God, what it looks like building the fruits of the Spirit in our lives, like joy and kindness. And it is in those that we are going to discover what Jesus talked about when he said one of his most famous verses in John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. 
That's such a promise, isn't it? So as we journey through this series, remember, my client, remember that true wealth, true wholeness, isn't just about what you have, it's about who you are in every aspect of your being. It's about abundant life that Jesus brings us. And that is very, very good news. <laughs> so, as we're kickstarting this series, how does rethinking righteousness lead to wholeness? That's the next question that we need to answer. So, I believe that true righteousness is the very foundation of wholeness, the cornerstone that holds everything else in place. Why? Well, wholeness starts first and foremost with our spiritual health, which is what I've said, it's the trunk of the tree. But at the heart of our spiritual health lies this very idea of righteousness, because without righteousness, there is no spiritual health. Righteousness is simply right standing with God. So years ago, I was in my sister's bedroom, Amy, with my dad. She was just a baby then, and she was really quite poorly, quite ill. And my dad was changing her nappy, or diaper for our American cousins. But in that moment, he said something that I've never forgotten. He looked at her and he said, you know what, Matt? I wish I could be sick for her. And in that moment, my father expressed a desire to take on her sickness and give her his health, right? He wanted the ability to exchange uh, to exchange sort of states of being, his wellness for her sickness. He wanted this exchange. And it turns out this idea of an exchange, this desire for us as dads to exchange uh, something good that we have for something bad that someone we love has is actually very, very godly, because at the heart of the Christian faith lies something that theologians like to call the divine exchange or the great exchange. Uh, and Paul talks about this in his letter to the Corinthian church. He this vivid description of it. He says, for he, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, you see, my dad had the desire to exchange, but he didn't have the power to do it. Jesus, though, does, which is awesome news because he takes upon himself our failings, our brokenness and our sin, which is, well, let's face it, it's the enemy of righteousness, our right standing with God. And in exchange... He gives us his divine righteousness, his right standing with God. It's not something that we can earn in a million years, but it is a gift we can receive in a heartbeat. It really is. And that gift gives us the ability to stand boldly before the throne of grace, all because of what Jesus did. We swapped states of being. We were spiritually dead and he exchanged that for his abundant life. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing stuff the more you dig into it. And that's why spiritual health depends on righteousness. And that's why righteousness is the first step to spiritual health. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus tells us this in chapter six. He says, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? I mean, how often do we do that, right? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. 
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. And Jesus tells us not to worry about earthly needs, but to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's quite a profound statement if you think it through. And the reason is, in doing so, everything else seems to fall in place. So wholeness is about prioritizing and it's about understanding where true fulfillment actually lies. Now, the uncomfortable truth for many of us is that our attempts at self-improvement fall very, very short. We try and say, drink a little less or eat less carbs or exercise more. We try and be a better person, swear a little bit less, spend more time with the kids. Not all bad things, but the Christian idea that our efforts are insufficient can be really jarring in a culture that applauds self-made success and personal virtue. It just does, right? We live in a world where the pursuit of moral and spiritual perfection is often a solo endeavor, a sort of a success path built on personal achievements and self-effort. But that's not the gospel. And Jesus tells us to focus on him, not us. Focus on him, to seek first his righteousness, God's righteousness. But who or what then? is God's righteousness. Jesus, that's who. And through Jesus, we discover that he has made us the righteousness of God. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. It's a virtuous circle, in effect, that as we first seek God and build our spiritual health, we find ourselves, our true, authentic, beautiful, and whole selves, where there's nothing missing, nothing broken. I don't know about you, but that sounds like something worth pursuing. That makes sense to pursue uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. It's not always that easy, though. And that's why I'm excited about this series. So make sure you subscribe if you haven't done so already. If you head over to our website, www.crowd.church, and fill in the email sign-up form, we will email you each week a link to our study. Uh, you're not going to want to miss any of them. You really aren't. This whole whole idea, understanding what the Bible has to say about wholeness. Now, if you want to look at this idea of righteousness a little bit more, because, you know, if you can imagine the depth of this topic being the ocean, we have just taken a little thimble out of the top. <laughs> it's just such a beautiful topic uh, and so, so deep and powerful. There is a great video called What Does the Bible Say About Easter? where Pete Farrington explains it further so you can check that out. And of course, if today's talk has brought to the surface for you any prayer requests, doubts or even breakthroughs, we are here for you. Do reach out to us, share your thoughts, your struggles, your victories, Remember, here at Crowd, you're not alone. We are a community. Uh, we genuinely are. And would love to support and uplift you as we do each other. Now, I hope you are excited about this Becoming Whole series. I am. It's going to be a great series filled with insights and revelations that can truly transform our understanding of what it means to live a life of fullness and purpose. And as we delve into each aspect of wholeness, from our spiritual health to our relationships and all that stuff, what we see in the mirror will become more and more like what God sees. And I can't wait to see how it unfolds for each of us.
Wow. There's a lot in that, wasn't there? There is, yeah. Really good. Yeah. Really good talk there by Matt. Yeah, a lot in that talk and a lot coming up that I'm mm. excited about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, where do you begin? What what really challenged you in that, Dan? Where did you... Oh, sorry, you're just playing with your microphone. <laughs> what what did you find particularly... What's one thing you found well, particularly challenging? I mean, f- firstly, I'm quite... I'm quite looking forward to this whole series mm. that um, there's just everything that it's 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 going to cover, yeah, and quite in a quite practical way as well, yeah. Um, but I think for me, the main thing we were sort of chatting about it, weren't mm. we, when Matt was talking, was we live, and I've said this lots of times on Crowd, but mm. we live in a very instant Snapchat, Instagram society Mm -hmm. we live that everybody's lives are fine in that split second surface happening surface level yeah yeah um and it just doesn't fulfill well we're the social media generation Mm. aren't we Um, Mm. and i think that shaped us in that it's easy to have the appearance of everything looking perfect because we're well, it's the filter generation, isn't it? Yeah. Put the right filter on and everyone looks beautiful, you know? Mm. Like, we've got we've got lights yes. and all kinds of effects <laughs> going on here in the studio. I, I don't look this good when I'm sat at home. <laughs> so, but it is that, isn't it? Yeah. It's that, it, it's that it's easy to pursue a perfection that mm. doesn't actually exist yeah. in and of itself. Like, but you see that a lot played out on social media and online, don't you? That yeah. kind of chasing a perfection, like whether that's image... And how you look, you know, that perfect like gym mm. body we were talking about. Or, yeah. You know, um, kind of that eternal youthness that doesn't yes. really exist. And yes. you use a lot of Botox and fillers. Yeah. Um Yeah, so that we because we were that. mentioning that there's the stuff that you that is good for you, that mm. is and, and Matt talked about it, self help isn't it isn't Definitely. a bad thing. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't fulfil. And what happens if if you can't go to the gym every day or if you go to the gym every day but it still doesn't give you that mm. figure mm. you wanted where what what do you do then what do you look for yeah then and as you say like it's you know going to the gym or any number of things mm. like going to see a therapist it, yeah. it can fix so much but some people will never have the perfect celebrity mm. body right yeah i never will i'm over 40 i've yeah. had a child like it's 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 not impossible, but I'm never gonna yeah. look like a six foot model because I'm you know five foot two. <laughs> so, um, so there is like that kind of some things are just not achievable mm. for everyone, and yeah. and it's that kind of drive to kind of yeah I don't know and and I don't think some things are achievable to not out of self effort no and I suppose perhaps there's a whole there's like the the Disney Mm. everything is possible and it it isn't possible mm. and even in the hollywood lifestyle the hollywood image we see we see films and we know they're mm. fake then mm. we expect those actors actresses outside mm. to be that perfect mm. and that um you know perfect body perfect person throughout and, and, they, and they, not only that, we watch the storylines where someone falls in love and it's yeah. like beautiful and happy ever after. And and we know that's not always our relational reality. Mm. We live in families yeah. where people are broken and imperfect and it's not happily ever after. Yes. It's hard. And 
like all relationships are hard sometimes, yeah. aren't they? And, yeah. and so when our marriages aren't perfect or our families aren't perfect, we're like, well, what went wrong? Mm. And, and so, yeah. And, and I think that's what I really loved about what Matt said that he was like, self-effort is good, but it only takes us so far. Like self-effort yeah. is not enough. And how freeing to know that we don't have to keep striving through self-effort. Yeah. But like, to me, I, I just thought, I just, sorry, I'm moving <laughs> away from my mic, getting too animated and moving around people. Um, for me, the bit that really excites me about what Matt was saying was that, you know, he was talking about the gospel and righteousness not being of our own making. Mm. But, you know, that, the, like, it struck me that the gospel is such good news because it's not that we have to become perfect. It's that God makes us perfect. Yes. And yeah. how freeing to not have to do it all yourself. Mm. Yeah. and be it all yourself and that actually you're released from that those superficial things and actually you can be made truly right with god and truly whole, truly complete you know i think he said the biblical definition was like nothing missing mm. nothing broken complete yeah. and whole like and we and that's something we can't fully do for ourselves yeah. but we get it as a gift and yeah. how incredible I know. How incredible it's, good news that, yeah. that is yeah it is yeah slightly mind-blowing isn't it yeah it is and every time we talk about this it is it is mind-blowing because mm. it is counter culture it is yeah. um it everything we know and do isn't good enough mm. we can't make ourselves good enough yeah to get to heaven we can't make ourselves good enough to be perfect in god's eyes we can't make ourselves um, meet all his laws and requirements until he we allow him just to take over. We allow that gift of him mm. dying, becoming, he died so that we can have that life and we can have that righteousness. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it doesn't mean we don't just sit back and don't do anything. Yeah. But no matter how much we flog ourselves or do this and do that it's god's god's standard is perfection isn't it yeah yeah god's and standard. ironically our culture standard is perfection yeah. it's just that it cannot <laughs> it cannot achieve, achieve it through self-effort yeah. yeah. and you know so like so many people are striving for perfection but mm. it's unattainable yeah in terms of the kind of perfection yeah quite often seek which is you know what matt started which is wealth which is yeah. fame which is the perfect body and you know all of those superficial mm -mm. you know forms of perfection not they're not even bad things to want are they like yeah. who doesn't want to be a bit better off but yeah. i mean you work with lots of wealthy people in your yeah. job don't you and, and, and you i see, see this play yeah out. i'm in their in, in their houses all the time and they've yeah a lot of them have everything that we'd ever we'd, want we'd, yeah, yeah we want but they have just as many yeah problems and life life is the same for them mm. as it is, is for us they mm. can just perhaps perhaps sometimes they can blot it out with holidays and, and yeah and fast cars and things like that can that can distract for a while but it's still they're yeah. still in the same, same situation um when we we're talking before about perfection matt mentioned this quite a few times he mentioned the statement right standing mm. with god and i think that's his standards if we're without god where is your standard where is that perfection because well it's it's a wavy line because it's whatever yeah. you think it is or it's whatever mm. the the fashion 
says it is. Yeah. But yeah. we have a standard and God can put us in that right standing yeah. with him. And it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a helpful, <laughs> helpful way he explained it. It was, it was really, I found it quite profound. And yeah, I think he said like, I wrote it down actually, he said wholeness is not just about what you have. And that mm. kind of sums it up for me. And I think, and that's why I'm so excited about this series and getting stuck into it actually, yeah. because I'm like, it's not just about what you have like materially. And that's what you're saying yeah. about some of your clients, they've got it materially, but they're not anymore together because of that. Yeah. And it's like this wholeness in like, what do you say? Spirit, soul, body, economic, relationship yeah. and economic. Yeah. And if, and economics one element of it, mm. but it's not all of it. Um, no. Yeah, and I know they're not the only areas you can be whole, but they are five big ones. Yeah. But that, and, particularly that might, you know, that spirit, soul, body, that's so important, isn't yeah. it? Wholeness in, the, in those And things. I'm sure we'll find out in, in further talks, but um, that economic and that, um, which is money and health as mm. well, that doesn't mean... Being that rich. To be, yes. Yeah. And it doesn't even mean having an enough it just means knowing that you're provide well we'll learn well provided going for back to the definition like having nothing missing, missing yeah. nothing broken being complete and whole yeah. in your finances yeah it doesn't mean always being super comfortable no. having everything you want it's no. it's also about freedom i think yeah like I just, as you were talking i was just like you know what actually economic wholeness part of that for me is freedom that i'm not fearful about my money yes, i'm not fearful not, about yeah. not having enough mm. um that i'm actually free to give and yeah. free to serve god with my money yeah. and free to give it away and yeah. free to yeah it's just not got a hold on me yeah. yes. or what i do and and that is economic yes like, i think that you know, yeah, it's not, yeah, as well, isn't it? yeah to have mm. um yeah to not have it have a hold of you yeah yeah, yeah exactly that um matt quoted john ten ten, which mm, says that um, I came to give life and life in all its fullness. Mm. So this is what we're not. What we're talking about is not just. Um, it's not just a, a level or a, we said a, a standard. That's not the right word. It's not just. Um, okay, we're going to get you to a state. We're going to get ourselves to a state where we're. Okay, we're we're content or we're okay on this line. But God said, I want to give you fullness. I want you to be. Mm. Um, filled. I want you to know what this life is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fullness of life. That's mm. a that's a big, big yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, that is one of my favorite Bible verses. Actually, just think. Yeah, like fullness of life, as you say, yeah. that's all encompassing, isn't it? It's every mm. every part of your life. Yeah. Being full, but full of God. You mm. know, full of wholeness, completeness, mm. full. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great promise. And um, yeah, I guess over the next few weeks, we'll learn a bit more about how that can look in reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wondered if anyone would put any comments in over here, actually. I can see Miriam said healthy relationships are brilliant. And yeah. Yeah, that, that's one area I'll explore loads more. And, but I think absolutely, um, yeah, that's one I'm excited about getting into. Yeah, yeah. And not just like, you know, like our culture is so obsessed with like sex and relationships and that, it's part of relational, you know, yes. wholeness, but actually it's such a small part and I've got single friends and, yeah. you know, like we both have and, and family members and, and actually wholeness in relationships is also about having great friendships yeah. and great yes. community. And actually that's something I'm more mm. passionate about 
than yeah. any other form of yeah. relationship, actually. Yeah. 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 If you can't be open with someone or talk with someone, then that's mm. that's a relationship that's um, catastrophic, isn't it? It's a relationship yeah. that's that that's flawed. Um, yeah. Well, it's superficial again, isn't yes. it? It's yeah. going back to that thing yeah. that we started with. It's like mm. so much of a culture, like. Yeah settles at the superficial level yeah. and there's uh, and, not that depth yeah yeah and um and it's masked and topped up with things if we can if we can occupy ourselves <coughs> as much as we can then we don't have to think about those other things we mm. don't have to um, dwell on those mm. as well that um and perhaps going to back to economic health perhaps having more money means that's a problem yeah because it's much much easier to fill your life with other stuff to distract from that yeah time of just having time on your own Mm. with yourself Mm. matt's just put biblical harness is like here's the exact definition is nothing missing nothing broken complete in every part through and through no part wanting or unsound that's like just a great definition isn't it i love that i I love the word unsound yeah there's no cracks in it. There's no if you being like a uh, like an engineer type person. If you mm-hmm. knock something, there's a nice resounding ding. There's nothing. There's no hiss. There's no worry. There's no um, fault deep down in it. Yeah, it is sound. It is solid. Yeah, yeah. you really get that because you're much more like practical <laughs> I can, I than can I am. Picture it. Yeah, I like that word. Yeah, I know yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Matt says we'll be covering all of these when we talk about relationships. Yeah, yeah. that will be a really good section. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward. I'm yeah. really looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, series. it's going to be a good series. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I would encourage you to go back and have a listen to that talk. I think I'm going to listen mm. as well yeah. to Pete's talk about um, Easter and why it's important. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that one no, before. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I There's a I lot of crowd content out there now, so yeah. I don't think I've seen them all, but... Mm. Yeah, no, that, it looks good, that one. Yeah. Definitely. I'm coming around to Easter again, aren't we? So yes. I can't <laughs> believe we've just had February half term. Like, it's where crazy. has this year gone Yeah, it's so crazy. far? It's a mid-February, mm. halfway to Easter. <laughs> Started Lent, haven't we? Just a question, a bit off topic. Yeah. Do you give anything up for Lent? I don't normally, know. Um, do you? No, you? no, I don't. I am, I am not a New Year's resolution and no. I think I've said this before on Crown Church I'm not a length giver upper either I like totally respect people who do it yeah and like it's really a good discipline for some people but I I don't know I yeah. it, I never get on well with like Perhaps, putting things out yeah I'm doing the talk on self-control in okay well, I'm hoping a couple of months on that more then. so perhaps I might have to pick up on yeah, that yeah <laughs> No, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of it, but in practice. Also, we were away this week, so Lent kind of crept up on me, yeah. and it was kind of here before, yeah. really. And it was my little boy's birthday at the weekend, so we were busy with that, and then it was like pancake day, and then you're into Lent, and it's yeah. like, oh, I haven't really well, like yeah. thought about it, so mm. definitely didn't do anything for it this yeah. year. But it is a good, you know, it, it I, love, I love this season. It's like yeah. coming in spring, and we're like kind of mm. on the run down to Easter do- now. Do you feel, because there'll be people that um watching this, some have got a church background, some not got a church background, some have a very strict, mm. more orthodox or um, uh, like Church of England or um, or 
we're more of an evangelical background. Mm-hmm. And I think um, some of the things that we do miss out on is is those events yeah. in, in the calendar. Not that they, they don't save us, but they do help focus. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Sometimes we can... Um... Yeah, we can lose a bit of that, can't we? Mm. In the like freedom and flexibility yeah. of like how we yeah. do church sometimes. But yeah, I you know one thing I kind of love about the Church of England, for example, is like they do liturgy really well. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it all the time, <laughs> but sometimes it can be really beautiful. Like I'm yeah. a writer and I love words, so for me, like that ability to kind of use some of those refrains mm. can be really powerful. Yeah, um, I think they do things like lament, like different parts of the church do lament and you know kind of grief much better yes. than we sometimes yeah. do and um yeah a liturgy can be used really well with that yeah. kind of stuff so we're getting a bit off topic here yes. aren't we but you know um yeah we're kind of we've kind of covered off wholeness anyway haven't yes. we you know so. <laughs> i think so um so next week um prayer next week and then get on to a lot of great topics yeah so, yeah. yeah i'm excited yeah. when are you next when are you next with us? I I'm actually will be with you next week because uh, I'm doing the talk on prayer. Perfect. So, so Dan's gonna um, be back next week. I'm sorry about that, guys. <laughs> two weeks. No, you shouldn't yeah, apologize. Two weeks, in a row. two weeks of Dan, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm back in a few weeks with the talk as well in yeah. this series. So yeah, and then hosting yeah. in early March, I think. So back pretty soon. But yeah, yeah, super super excited about this one. Yes. Well, I think that sort of wraps it up for. Today. It does. Thanks for being here, everyone. Mm. We've got lots of people chit chatting in the yeah. in the chat bar. So thanks for all coming. And, and and if you're watching this on not on the live stream, mm-hmm. then again you can still send questions in. Definitely, you can put them in the comments, or you can just email, uh, go onto the website crowd.church, um, and find lots of information there. There's a WhatsApp yeah. to contact yeah. us. Um, we'd love to get in contact. Love to pray for you if you've got any um, requests. Um, yeah, and if you've got any prayer requests, then perhaps next week mm. will be a good one to listen to to yeah, get definitely. some ideas of what, what prayer is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think if, you know, we're always happy to pray for people anytime, mm. just drop us an email yeah. or, you know, like, yeah, just reach out to us on social at any time. We're on yeah. Instagram and so on, aren't we? So, yeah. like, yeah, just reach out to us on the website. And, yeah, there's a group of us who are just always up for, for praying or just chatting or yeah, if you've got questions and want to know more, we're, we're always around. Matt says they've had a, prayer, a lot of prayer requests this oh, week brilliant. already. So that seems yeah. like quite a topical, yeah. timely, mm, a lot time, of requests timely that we're doing that next about week. About money, yeah, mm, definitely. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for joining us and we'll see you all very soon, won't yes, we? Yes, very, very soon. Sorry. Um, now, my, my, my kids really like this internet channel called uh, Daily Dose of Internet and he finishes off with, very, very soon. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was stuck you in my head. You just hear that in your head. Just do it for them. <laughs> we'll see you again. Very, very soon. <laughs> and if anybody knows where that comes from, <laughs> yeah. bonus part, bonus like marks yes. there. Cool. All see right. you all soon, see guys. Take care.